it's another Twisted Chris episode. Thanks for joining me. Hey, do me a favor and share us with your social media. It would really help. So I don't know about you, but I enjoy spending time outside. I like my flowers. I like our back patio. I like having native plants because I don't want to get all fussy about taking care of plants that I struggle with in my own climate zone. Gardening and enjoying the fruits of our labors is healthy, fun, and relaxing. But what happens when that fruit turns deadly? Oh yeah, now I know you're interested, right? And you're starting to understand how my mind works. I can turn almost anything into a deadly encounter. Like, how about, you know, when you were a kid and you used to toss a pencil up and let it stick in the ceiling tile? Well, I would say that that pencil's going to fall eventually, probably as you're looking up at it, wondering when it's going to fall. And when it does, it stabs you in the eye. What you didn't know is that that ceiling tile was made of asbestos and a piece of asbestos fiber gets lodged into your eye, which then turns gangrenous from the infection. But that's not the worst of it. You lose your eye, but then the cancer from the formerly lodged asbestos sets in and bam, you're dead. See, it's like a talent. But today we're going to talk about deadly flora and fauna. I could do like a top 10 of sorts, but since I just sort of did that in the last Fury Within, I'll avoid that because, you know, I feel like it. So I actually do like spending time outside and I love trees. They provide shade, places for animals to nest and be safe, but not all trees are made for safety and I'll tell you about some of them today. The first one is the strychnine nux vomica tree, often just referred to as the strychnine tree. We've probably all heard of strychnine, but where does it come from? The strychnine tree is native to Southeast Asia and India. It grows out in open habitats, has green leaves, and a green to orange color fruit. The fruit contains seeds that when dried are like a hard, flattish disc. This is where the dangerous strychnine poison can be found. It has no odor, but is very bitter. Toxins can also be found in the tree's bark. The main thing about strychnine and strychnine poisoning is the muscle convulsions. The poison effectively competes with the body's ability to absorb glycine, causing protein changes, which may be the reason for the convulsions. Symptoms can begin as early as five minutes after exposure, but could take up to 60 minutes depending on how much and which type of exposure. If the poison is ingested, it can cause muscle convulsions so severe that the body ends up stuck in a backbend, and the patient is often awake and aware during this excruciatingly painful process. Eventually, the convulsions will end the patient's life through asphyxiation or strangling, heart failure, or multifunction failures. Not a nice way to go. Even messing around with this plant's bark may cause problems. But there's an upswing to this toxic tree. First of all, if you wish for poison for the tip of your arrow, just dip the tip in some strychnine solution made from the seeds. But if archery isn't your thing, that's okay. Strychnine has also been used as an effective rat poison. During the mid-14th century, think plague, people, strychnine was used to help curb rat populations, which helped to curb the spread of the plague. It wasn't actually the rats that carried the deadly disease. We can thank the little hitchhiking, you know, fleas for that. But the rats would then spread the, the parasitic fleas to each other, infecting each other, and then infecting humans. Control the rats, control the flea population, reduce the bubonic plague. So if you're looking to off someone in a more classic poisonous way, this could do the trick. I am kidding, of course. Don't use any part of this tree. Seriously. But if plague control isn't your thing, consider the bunya pine. This is a native of Australia and, like almost everything in Australia, can kill you. Not from poison bark or seeds, not from thorns or toxic sap, but by brute force. 
These trees are ancient and grew throughout the Jurassic period. It saw many of its cousins become extinct over the years, but this towering dome-shaped tree endured. This beauty can grow north of 150 feet. Their wood is coveted, particularly in the making of instruments for string boards for stringed instruments. Stradivarius, anyone? And the cones that they produce contain delicious and nutritious seeds that are more than edible. They're a staple for Aboriginal people. The branches of this tree must be handled with protective gear as their leaves are very rigid and can cause like lacerations and pain. But that's not the brute force I'm talking about. The cones they produce are massive, weighing around 22 pounds each. What's so dangerous is that they can fall from the tops of the trees, like 100, 150 feet, to the ground without warning and drop right on your head. People have been hit by these cones and either died or had serious brain injury from you know, these trees, which are just magnificent. But if you're going to go to Australia, bring that hard hat with you and probably several other personal protective equipment pieces. And this next tree has all the hallmarks of a beauty, spikes on its trunk, poisonous leaves, and IEDs. This tree is native to tropical America. It can grow up to 130 feet tall and boasts a trunk covered in conical spikes that are very sharp. This is not a tree hugger's dream. I promise. The sap of this tree will cause massive skin irritation lasting for hours or days and can blind you if you're unlucky enough to get in to get it in your eyes. This is called the sandbox tree. The sandbox tree produces a fruit that looks like a cute small little pumpkin, but this little baby's got some punch. If ingested, the fruit will cause a lot of discomfort and vomiting, but that's not all. There's a little surprise waiting for you. Once the fruit of the sandbox tree dries, the hardened bundle of seeds falls from the ground and boom, it explodes, throwing the flat pointy seeds up to 150 miles per hour, throwing the seeds up to 60 feet in any direction. Imagine that tearing through your skin. The sound it makes sounds very similar to the report from a firearm. The plant does this to ensure its seeds disperse to, so that any saplings that grow won't directly compete for resources with the parent tree. Now that's one way to launch your offspring. This next tree was all the rage on Reddit for a minute or so, so you may have heard of this one. This native of Mexico and the Caribbean and southern Florida is nothing to be trifled with. At one point, the Guinness Book of World Records crowned this baby the most dangerous tree in the world. Christopher Columbus once dubbed this tree Manzanilla de la Muerte, or Little Apple of Death. Literally every part of this tree is poisonous. The tree is so poisonous that in areas where the tree lives, locals put red paint bands on them and even signs on the trees warning other humans to stay away. Believe it or not, this tree is actually endangered. Well, I mean, as is anyone who messes with it. This tree has the mother load of poison accoutrement. The sap, which comes from every woody part of the tree, with one small drop can cause blistering, burning, and excruciating pain. When it rains, do not seek shelter under this tree's canopy. The sap actually rinses off of the branches and leaves with the rain falling onto you and causing terrible agony, rashes, and burning. It's so caustic that it will blister the paint off a car. And don't burn this bad boy. Burning the bark or leaves could cause blindness as well as lung and skin problems from the toxins that stay in the smoke produced when you burn it. And those tasty looking little green apples it produces, sometimes lovingly called beach apples. If you thought the sap, bark, and leaves were bad enough, those sweet tasting yummies can kill you. 
One or two bites will cause the worst kind of pain possible. Your mouth and throat will burn like you just took that ghost pepper challenge like three times in a row. It'll get so bad that you can't swallow. And for young ones or others in riskier categories, it'll do you in. This tree contains several different toxins, a few that are known and a few that have yet to be identified. Any risk takers out there? It's been said that indigenous people of Florida use the sap to dip their arrows in and would actually, this is awful, tie enemies to the tree for a slow and insanely painful death. Cute. And in speaking of pain, we'll head back to Australia for this next one. This is a type of nettle and is said to cause excruciating amounts of pain. The gimpy gimpy tree, or gimpy gimpy plant, is so named after the town where it was discovered. Imagine, you're riding along on your mountain bike, enjoying the scenery and the weather, you're having a great time and even like behaving yourself, staying on the mountain trails, because you know, it's Australia and you know that like wild things pose danger to humans in Australia. Then you hit a rock, your back tire begins to slide, and you begin to lose control. Unfortunately, you're going downhill and there's nothing to be done. You slide right into a thicket containing gimpy gimpy plant. Immediately, you feel burning, searing pain in your legs. It's horrible. Your partner calls for an ambulance. The gimpy plant has released hundreds of thin, tiny hairs into your skin. They act like little hypodermic needles injecting toxins. After about 30 minutes, the pain is so bad, you vomit. The ambulance arrives. The first thing they do is use waxing strips to try to pull as many of those small hairs out of your skin as they can. Then they take you to the hospital for pain management, where you wait for a week. This actually happened to a woman. She said that she had bouts of stinging pain nine months after the incident. Even a gentle brush with any part of the plant will earn you horrible stinging pain. The needles can actually stay lodged in your skin for up to six months and cause pain every time the area is touched or hot or cold water touches it. One researcher, Marina Hurley, said, quote, it's like being burnt with hot acid and electrocuted at the same time. Yikes. Even breathing around these plants is dangerous. If you breathe in their tiny little hairs, your nose and throat will burn for hours and cause sneezing and coughing. The plant contains a powerful neurotoxin that actually works with a protein in your own body to interrupt sodium channels, which may be the reason for this sort of unreal amount and longevity of pain. Scientists in Australia are researching whether or not uh, they can understand how this causes pain because this could be the path to creating novel non-opioid pain blockers. Now that's some serious science. All right, I'm going to move from the sort of more tree-like species to plants. I'll start with my personal favorite, Atropa belladonna. Anyone who knows anything about Greek mythology knows who Atropus is, of which this plant derives the first part of its name. Atropus is one of the three fates, the one who cuts the thread of life, ending it. Belladonna is assumed to reference a beautiful woman. The plant to which I refer is deadly nightshade, of course. Deadly nightshade, every part of the plant contains atropine. Deadly nightshade, every part of the plant contains atropine, which you may have heard of as it continues to be used in medicine today. It also contains other highly toxic and potent psychoactive tropane alkaloids like hyoscyamine and scopolamine. I'm not sure I got those even close to right, but I gave it my all. While all parts of this plant are toxic, the berries are the real threat here. They are dark purple and sweet in taste. When ingested, they cause rapid heartbeat, dilated pupils, hallucinations and delirium, and finally death due to respiratory failure. Not a pleasant way to go. Even handling this plant can cause serious dermatitis. 
But as I mentioned, there are good uses of the, the plant's toxins as well. Atropine is used to dilate the pupils of your eyes for eye exams and is used in an antidote for opium and chloroform poisoning. But it has also been used to poison people too. Famously, famously, Roman emperors Augustus and Claudius were poisoned with atropine from deadly nightshade by their wives. Those same Romans used atropine to contaminate the food of their enemies to ensure victory. In World War II, the Germans had invented an odorless and deadly nerve gas, for which the only antidote was atropine. I love this plant because of its rich and very odd history of being both the poisoner and the antidote. Totally fits the Gemini in me, I guess. Its flowers are dark, luscious purple. They look like sweet little bell shapes bowing their heads in repose. The dark purple flowers and berries are lovely against the backdrop of dark green leaves of the shrub. This plant has even found its way into pop culture, with references in movies like Deadly Nightshade from 1953, The Addams Family Reunion, and one of my favorites, The Nightmare Before Christmas. But it's not a plant to be trifled with. It's one of those look-but-don't-touch plants that make life and death so interesting. From a fitting description to a deceptive one, Lily of the Valley. Most of us know this pretty little plant with its small white flowers to be emblematic of chastity, hope, motherhood, and other wholesome things. But, as Walter White from Breaking Bad alluded to, they have a toxic and potentially deadly secret. Every part of the beautiful lily of the valley is poisonous. The plant contains at least 38 different glycosides and can ravage almost every part of the body. The toxins are especially concentrated in the roots, but it's usually the berries that'll entice children or animals to eat them. The poison affects your heart and causes it to beat more slowly, but more forcefully. It can cause arrhythmia and fainting. It can also affect your digestive system with nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. Isn't it always fun when it comes out both ends, folks? Nervous system symptoms can include dizziness, confusion, or disorientation, and lethargy. You may also experience blurry or haloed vision where everything looks like it has a halo around it. Even touching this plant could leave your skin irritated, blistered, bumpy, or red. Maybe leave this one out of your wedding bouquet? This next plant doesn't need much introduction, at least I don't think so. Its fiendish toxin became famous from the 1978 assassination of the Bulgarian dissident writer Georgi Markov. Markov was assassinated in London by a man bearing an umbrella with some kind of firing mechanism. While walking over the Waterloo Bridge, Markov felt someone bump into him and hit the back of his thigh with the tip of the umbrella. The stranger picked up the umbrella that he had dropped, excused himself, and went on his way. What Markov didn't know was that he had just been injected with a tiny little watch bearing that contained poison. Markov would die four days later. The poison Markov received was likely ricin. Ricin can be made from the waste from processing castor beans from a castor bean plant. The plant is actually not a bean plant. The beans are actually seeds, which is the part of the plant that has the highest concentration of ricin. Eating just a few of these seeds will undoubtedly make you sick and could likely kill you. Just eating two or three seeds will kill a child. The ricin is released upon chewing or crushing the seeds. In the case of Markov, ricin was likely made into a small pellet, a pellet that could fit into a hole drilled into the 1.7 centimeter diameter of a little ball or a bearing, which is, that's small. Markov noticed the pain in his thigh but continued on to his place of employment. He told a colleague about the strange incident and noticed that the sting from the encounter hadn't gotten any better. In fact, maybe it was a little bit worse. 
That evening, he began to feel ill and vomited. His suspicions were raised, and he had told his wife he suspected he may have been poisoned. His wife took him to the hospital where his symptoms only increased. He would likely have had pain in his lymph nodes, full body pain, ultimately ending in the disintegration of internal organs. Death from multiple organ failure at this point was imminent. It would not be until Markov's autopsy that they would find the tiny little ball-like structure, confirming Markov's suspicion that he'd been poisoned. Ryson also makes a somewhat prominent appearance, again, in Breaking Bad, because, you know, Walter White was such a good guy. Walter White actually makes some Ryson in the show and threatens to use it on several characters, but actually waits until the finale to finally murder Lydia. The implementation of Ryson in the show was factually flawed, but that's a geeky discussion for another day. Fiction aside, the symptoms of rice and poisoning are no joke. It is a painful and protracted method of death that I wouldn't wish on anyone. But what if someone, sadly, does want to die? This is the very sad and very real reality in a place in India where the Kerbera odalum or suicide tree grows. It is also referred to as the pong pong tree. It is responsible for hundreds or even thousands of deaths. For example, in Kerala, India alone, between 1989 and 1999, 537 recorded deaths were caused by ingesting the seeds in the fruit from this tree on purpose. There had been a rash of pong-pong suicides during this time, and it led many to try to destroy as many of the plants as possible. You see, ingesting these seeds is almost always fatal. The pong-pong seeds contain cardiac glycosides that affect your heart rate. The reason the toxin affects the heart is that the glycosides may inhibit the sodium-potassium exchangers in the heart cells, which causes a disruption of the electrical activity in your heart, ultimately causing death. There are other plants with similar glycosides, including oleander, foxglove, and obane. Some cases have been successfully treated with digoxin immune fab. For you true crime obsessors out there, Digoxin may sound familiar, as that's how Charles Cullen, along with some other drugs, murdered his patients. Digoxin was commonly used to treat heart conditions and certain arrhythmias, but even with treatments, the pong-pong seed toxin continues to push on, sending patient back into bradycardia over and over again. That's a slowed heart rate. Ultimately, the poison is generally too strong for even modern medicine to overcome, and the patient's heart stops permanently. There have been survivors but not many. A truly devastating seed. All right, Furious followers, that's it for today's short. Hope you enjoyed it. Be careful out there. There's lots of crazy plants that might just be trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs>